Hello and welcome back to episode 55 with the Scott Studwell of uh, podcasts here. Uh, I've really got to start by uh, thanking both of these guys for joining me. We start out uh, with my good uh, college teammate, a Skyler Shear, man. How you been, man? It's so good to see you. I've been awesome, man. Uh, just living life, new to fatherhood, and, uh, just working, you know, living everyday life. Man. Blessed mm-hmm. to be on the show. Absolutely, man. We, we love having you on. Uh, before we get uh, to the tour, our, 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 uh, no, I can't talk today. Before I get to our trusty co-host, T-Rank, uh, we have a little announcement. Yeah, he just said it. Uh, Skyler is now a father of Jaden. Uh, could you just kind of tell us a little bit about that, uh, you know, what it's like being a father? Uh, give us a full name, uh, maybe a little bit of a minor story as well. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, me and my uh, um, just uh, – you know, welcomed the baby, the baby boy to our life, Jaden Kyle Shear, and uh, was a quick labor. Everything was healthy with her and the baby. Um, he's long and tall like his dad, uh, skinny too, so uh, definitely has the quarterback hands, and he's ready to start playing football. So first night at the hospital, he got to watch – this is his first night alive. He got to watch uh, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson battle it off with me, dude. So it was a good night, dude, a good way to start life. Oh, man, are you kidding me? That's so incredible, man. I'm so happy for you. You will be getting a gift uh, courtesy of me and the Sports Beat podcast uh, very query soon. So uh, congratulations, man. That's thank absolutely you. awesome. Uh, so happy for you. Um, and uh, Tristan, now we go to the, the, the old, the Steed, the trusty co-host. What's up, T-Rank? How's it going? Uh, it's going well. Yeah, congrats, Skyler, on the baby. Um, that's got to definitely be exciting. But, yeah, get him slinging the, slinging the rock as soon as he can. Oh, definitely, man. He will be. As soon as he can pick up the ball, he's going to be throwing it. And, bro, and once he starts making a big – he's got to take out sometimes. Obviously, he's going to be on ESPN. Obviously, he's going to be on NBC getting interviews. But he's got to tell him to get, throw us a bone here, be on the sports BP when he makes it big too. So um, so there's a lot of different things we're going to cover tonight, uh, ranging from the thoughts on our Aaron Rodgers, on uh, his comments. Um, Dwayne Haskins getting benched. I know Skyler's going to go off on that one. Um, and the, and the, the question if the Seahawks are legitimate Super Bowl contenders – to a time in Miami, and finally the Browns, are they going to be okay without Nick Chubb uh, for a couple of weeks? But oh well. before we get into all that, make sure you guys subscribe down below, leave a like and a comment, uh, and uh, that way it helps people find the show. Uh, also remember to, to subscribe, uh, excuse me, like our page on uh, all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're on it all. Um, and uh, with that, we'll jump right into this, and we're going to jump in with uh, with T-Rank here, uh, talk because Listen, Aaron Rodgers is T-Rank's man. We know that. He, he comes in here every Thursday whenever we do the podcast. And just absolutely – I mean, he obviously loves him. He's his favorite player, which is respect. Uh, I respect that because it's any, anybody can follow a team just because they're good. Anybody can be a bandwagoner. But it's the people that actually like teams for either specific players or that you know have been through the rough and thick like me, a Vikings fan. Uh, so what did you think? Uh, by the way, it was uh, Aaron Rodgers was, I'll admit, a little cocky. Uh, but it seemed like – uh, it could be interpreted many different ways. Uh, and honestly, he basically wanted to say that uh, the biggest thing that I took from this was that he, uh, in his bad years, like people consider in his bad years, it's uh, or his average years, it's career years for other quarterbacks. And that's absolutely 110% true. But my thing is I am incredibly, incredibly superstitious. So the minute – that this man starts talking about how he starts talking himself up. To me, now, he has that look about him that he's a little confident, but to him, come out and say it. I just don't know how to react to it. How did you react to it as a Packers fan? I love it. Um, Yeah, obviously, I think he's the best quarterback to ever play football. Um, But he's finally getting a little outlet 
on the Pat McAfee show to come out and speak his mind without having to be, I guess, held back to say by being on a major network. So, you know, he can say what he wants. I mean, he, he, he drops F bombs on the Pat McAfee show as well. So I, I really like watching him on that show every Tuesday and he talks about the real stuff um, that he hasn't said anything. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, a down year for him. is a career year for other quarterbacks. And I, I personally don't see any problems with the way he's been talking on the Pat McAfee show, anything he said for anybody to take that in the wrong way. It's kind of funny. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the dude's just spitting facts. So I don't, I don't see any reason that anybody could be upset about it. I love it. I hope he continues to get more confident. I don't necessarily see it as him being cocky. Um, mm-hmm. If he went further into that, it might be a little cocky, but what he said was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And I actually I have to reiterate here the fact that I don't think it's uh, – it, I said to some it seems cocky. like some. That's how some perceived it. And I don't necessarily disagree with it, but at the same time, if you're in the NFL, you, you're thinking those things – even if you're not saying them, like that is that is every player in the NFL locker room thinking that they, that's the way they are because they have to be. That's the way you have to be able to play the game, especially such a high level. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, again, you said it, you hit the nail on the ho- uh, the nail nail on the nose here, whatever. It's the fact that you uh, nail on the head. I'm sorry, you you really hit it here. It's the fact that he is that good. He in a way he deserves to, but he didn't say anything out of. Uh, out of context, he didn't take anything um, way too far. So I think that's uh, it holds some validity. As a former college quarterback, Skyler, what did you think of it? Uh, especially considering uh, the fact that I mean, hey, he's he's probably one of the best players of the game. Uh, I I have to agree. I'm perfectly fine with it. I feel like uh, when you've been through what he's been through, what you've done, when you can do what he's what he's done, you've earned that to say something like that. And here's the thing: so if you go back to wrestling as an example, everybody has a role, right? A character. Here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers has never, ever been a dull character. He's always had something to say. If it's been from religion to a flat earth to him naming himself as the best quarterback, pretty much, is what he said. He said he's untouchable, is what he said. Mm-hmm. I agree with it. He's, right now, clear-cut MVP. I don't want to hear Russell Wilson. It's it's He's having a, be- a, a very good year. Don't get me wrong, the best year Russell's had. But when you've thrown and let a team like Aaron Rodgers has so far, he deserves to say that, and he is head, ahead of the MVP race by strides right now. The dudes took over a Packers offense that was so scrutinized this offseason. Why didn't they draft this? Why didn't they draft through receiver? Why didn't they go sign somebody? Well, obviously they had faith. They had faith. Valdez Scantling, look at him. That, that, that pass he dropped in the first game and then came back and ended the game. I mean, the dude's fast and tall. They have faith in him. He's coming and doing this with tight ends that are average or under average. Receivers that, other than Adams, I believe are average. And he's having the MVP year. He can say whatever he wants to say. That's true. And that's the thing is, um, I don't think, I never come at it anywhere from a place of hate. That's not how you address things. That's not how you talk about stuff in sports. As a Vikings fan, people tell me all the time, you're just a jealous Vikings fan. I'm not. I can tell you as a Vikings fan, it is painful to watch him do it against my team, but I actually do have an immense amount of respect for him because of uh, the way that he, not only the way he plays, but I think it's just in any competitive uh, arena. When you can see an athlete 
that you know what's coming. Every person in the stadium knows what's coming. They know what this man's about to do, and he does it every single time. Um, it, it's true. We've had to deal with it, uh, and we've watched it. We've we've been a part of this for so long where we've seen Aaron Rodgers uh, carry this team for a long time. And, and, and the argument could be made that it's finally this defense uh, is good enough that they could make a Super Bowl run. Um, so personally, um, I didn't they think They shirt up the run defense for sure. Yeah. Not as bad as last year. They're definitely st- stopping the run this year. Yeah. And I think that, uh, like I said, I've said it from the beginning, they are a Super Bowl contending team. And it's because of the run defense. That was the biggest Number question. Season season. Season. Yeah, it went easy. Um, uh, I, I still think the Seahawks could figure out, hopefully, something with their pass defense, even though they are 32nd. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm not sure, because that's a long jump to make from number 32 to even middle of the pack to be able to make yourselves contenders. Uh, but the way it stands right now, the Green Bay is actually the team to be the NFC. I know last week I was, I was coming on here and saying, uh, give some respect on Russell Wilson's name, and I still feel about that way. But he does, I, the Seahawks don't have the defense like they have. Like they don't, the Legion are doing over. Yeah, it's 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 been the Vikings. The Vikings have a better rated defense. That says something. So um, I, I think that uh, moving forward with Aaron Rodgers, um, not only does does he deserve to think like this, but uh, that he knows. I think everybody in America knows that the the Packers are the team to beat in the NFC. Now, will they have hiccups? Yes, teams have hiccups. That's what the way it goes as the season progresses. People get injured. People get tired. People, you know, they they're just not locked in that day. They will have bad games, but. Uh, the th- through the thick of it all, it is going to be the Green Bay Packers that come out in the NFC. Uh, not just because you know they just came off a, a big win, but it was because to me what it simplified. You know, it's it, what it um, what it really uh, was a symbol of. Excuse me. It, it was the fact that even when uh, the Packers go up against a, a team like the Atlanta Falcons, who I know are struggling, who I know are coming up against, but it's even when he goes against that top competition, Aaron Rodgers is always going to rise up. And I have just nothing but absolute respect for that. Um, now, I, I have a lot of uh, my buddies, uh, Vikings buddies, are also telling me, hey, uh, they didn't do it against a great team, the deep, great defenses. It doesn't matter. A win, a win in the NFL, if you've done four straight, the first month of football is done and you're perfect, this, this Packers seems tough. I want to throw one. I want to throw one thing in. So I listen to the uh, the NFL XM radio every single morning, every single day, driving home from work. Mm-hmm. They were talking about Aaron Rodgers in the play action game that the Packers have right now with the two running back, the three running backs that they are using right now. Eight of his thirteen touchdowns have came on play action. Four of the eight have been over twenty five yards. Here's my thing: he's completing eighty three percent of his passes out of play action. If they can keep this up on the run, uh, on play action and they keep these running backs healthy, watch out, dude. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think uh, before we even actually came on the season, we talked about A.J. Dillon, Tristan. We talked about how the fact – I mean, everybody was obviously in love with his legs. I mean, guys got tree trunks where his legs should be. Um, and I think a lot of people – um, I think they should be ready for him as well. But obviously, it's Aaron Jones. I think even last week when we had a couple weeks ago when we had Garrett on, he said that Aaron Jones is a, it should be at least in the conversation for MVP as well. I mean, because when you think about all the fact or the, the what is, makes Aaron Rodgers' job a little bit easier is the fact that he's got a great running back to be able to sell that run, be able to catch those passes out of the backfield. And he's he's very underrated in my mind. Um, and I think that is uh, also understated. Um so Two yesterday, top MVPs have great backfields. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers both have three or four running backs that can start for any team. Exactly. Um, and now this next thing I'm going to throw in here is, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, uh, I was at work, 
uh, and I got a message from an old friend. Skyler messaged me and he said, hey, you remember when I said that Dwayne Haskins was going to get benched for Kyle Allen? And at first, I believe from what I said, I said it, I don't think it would shock me, but I was like, I don't know if they're really going to give up on him yet. I, I don't think they're going to do him like the Cardinals did Josh Rosen. I just didn't see it happening. But I'll admit when I'm wrong. I was wrong here. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. You really did, Skyler. You really thought about You know, we talked about the fact that um, – I don't think we – well, you didn't think that Ron Rivera wanted him as his quarterback for his team because well, he didn't pick him. That wasn't his quarterback. Um, and, man, you, it was crazy how you kind of predicted it because I felt like Dwayne Haskins was going to have a great year. You know, we had guys like Terry McLaren, uh, guys like uh, at tight end Logan Thomas, who I thought was going to take a big step this year. Um, so I, I, I guess my question to you is, you know, what, what are your thoughts on Dwayne Haskins now getting benched for Kyle Allen? Especially – it's only been a game. It has only it's only been for uh, a month. It's four four games through the NFL season, and I, I feel like he didn't play bad last game or for the the entire season. To be quite honest, I think he's learning, but he hasn't played that bad. Um, here's my thing. I'm gonna I'm just I want to say this before I make my statement. I'm a diehard Ohio State Buckeyes fan. I was not a, a fan of Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. Um, I thought he could develop. I think he has potential. So that's just my opinion before he was drafted on when they took him. Okay. I called this 100% in the middle of the offseason. I said, you're not – Ron Rivera traded, I think, a, a third or a fourth-round pick for Kyle Allen. Yeah, something like that. I said, okay. The dude Kyle Allen lit stuff up in his first six games last year in Carolina. I think he – it was like a Nick Foles, when Nick Foles had like 16 touchdowns or 18 touchdowns and two interceptions. It was something crazy like that where he didn't have an intercept uh, – a turnover in six games. Mm-hmm. And then his last five or six games was probably the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And I say, okay, Ron Rivera, obviously like that, was going to run Cam Newton out of town if he stayed as the coach in Carolina and Kyle Allen was going to be his guy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, you're going to trade this and, and you're going to go and acquire him? All right, Dwayne Haskins is out. Dwayne Haskins this season has thrown for 939 yards. He has four touchdowns, three picks, a quarterback rating of 80.0, and he's completing 60% of his passes, which is low. That's the only arg- That's the only thing I could lose on. His numbers are better than Ryan Fitzpatrick, Phillip Rivers, Justin Herbert, minus the first game, Carson Wentz, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Sam Darnold, and Ryan Tannehill. Every one of his stats for every one of those quarterbacks I just named, he is above those in pro football. PFF rankings for quarterbacks this season, okay? I think that with the comments that Ron Rivera made about Snyder having a losing smug around the organization and how he – and people are saying that Ron Rivera made this as a power move to say, Snyder, this is the first time that you're, gonna ha- you're not going to have full control from the locker room in since, since you've been running this organization. And I think that's what this power move was for. Because here's the thing, you don't go from this type of playing, which which is mediocre NFL. I'd say he's 15 to 25, okay, out of quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in the NFL. But you don't go from playing like that to going to not even suiting up and going to third string to someone who right now we don't even know can play as a backup quarterback, Alex Smith. There's a bigger picture here, and Dwayne Haskins will not be with the – used to be with the football organization, Washington football organization. He will not be with them past this season. And I don't think that this is the right move for their, for their team. And I think Ron Rivera will regret this in the future because he does have an upside. 
He's not terrible. And the thing that hurts the most, as I know as a quarterback, when you bust your butt all offseason and you lose weight like you do, clean up mechanics, clean up footwork, and you come in and already play better than you were last season, to have something drastically like that, like, hey, you're done pretty much with the team. Go third string, start packing. get Get a new mortgage, dude. Sell your house. That's pretty much what he's saying. So I just think it was the wrong move. I don't think Haskins deserved it, and I don't think Kyle Allen is going to do any better. I actually think he's going to do significantly worse with the weapons he had because there's three people right now that are Ohio State that played with him in college, and he had 10 catches last week. You have your number one receiver that you played with in college and their quarterback, and he has 10 catches, 100 and some yards. He said, oh, yeah, let me go. Uh, You completed 71% of your passes, 300 and – 300 and some yards, no touchdowns, no picks, a quarterback rating of 90, 90.4. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and bench you a third string. It's not it's not the move Ron Rivera messed up. You know, I think it's – it's you're right. I think, like I said, he didn't play that bad uh, this last weekend. Really for the entire season, I was starting to see major improvements. I started to see a, a quarterback that could stick his foot in the ground and sling it when he had to. Now, he doesn't have weapons other than Terry McLaren uh, and oh, – What's no that? running backs. He has nobody. Nope. He has no running backs. He has nope. no receivers. They, they cut AP right before the season. Or uh, I don't remember if it was before the season, but they cut AP. And I'm thinking, okay, now I, I realize that CJ or CJ McKissick, whatever his name is, um, can maybe do something. And I, I was really big on Gibson too coming out. Um, and Bryce and I, Love. Yeah, and Bryce Love. I was big on all three of them. I really was. Uh, I, but even though I picked up Gibson on fantasy, didn't pan out. But that's you know that's life. But I was expecting this to at least take off somewhere. Okay, a running back here has got to pick up the slack. The man has no help. He has literally has to orchestrate uh, an entire offense by himself. Traded a top five left tackle too in the offseason. Exactly. So to come in here and expect right away. Now they beat the Eagles in week one, which was kind of, I really wasn't expecting that. I don't think anybody was, but they right away, the start, this quarterback started to show you a little something. And again, was he perfect? No. But last time I checked, it took, it takes good quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, uh, a little bit of time to develop and get this thing rolling to get They're literally almost, they're doing, uh, they're not doing him like Josh Rosen was done by the, by the Cardinals, but it's really close. Like it's, it's maybe a step or two. I think it's worse. I mean, it, well, you don't you don't have the head coach saying comments like 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 what Rivera has said in the last 24 hours regarding Haskins in a situation. I mean, he's talking about that teammates. It is unfair to teammates that the quarterback is producing the way he's doing when everybody else is giving. He named all 52 players other than Dwayne Haskins and said they left their heart out on the field. And he threw for 314 yards, completed 71 percent of his passes, uh, 9.3. Uh, completion uh, yards per completion and a 90.4 quarterback rating. And you said he didn't leave it out in the field and you disrespect him and say all name, all 52 other people. Yeah. Not a good look, dude. No, I, I, I agree with that. I think that, uh, no, obviously I don't think he threw a touchdown or a pick, but in that situation, when you have a quarterback that doesn't make too many mistakes and also uh, doesn't, I, yeah, I didn't throw a touchdown. Didn't but he didn't make two mistakes. big sacks. And I, I can see that, but here's the thing. I'm going to take a sack rather than a turnover in the in the red zone. They both were in the red zone. I don't care. I'm taking the sack over a, a turnover in the red zone. I'm taking three points. Three points you can live with. 100%. Tristan, what do you think about this whole thing? Uh, thoughts on, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins getting benched? Yeah, Skyler nailed it. Uh, it was completely unnecessary on Ron Rivera's part. 
Um, it's not like switching to Kyle Allen is going to make a big change in their season anyways. I don't think they're going to start winning games at all. They're probably worse off with Kyle Allen than they are with Dwayne Haskins. And he made improvements over the offseason, and you could tell by watching him. He wasn't a great quarterback, wasn't a horrible quarterback, but he was, you know, right there in the middle. He named the quarterbacks he's been doing better than, and he's got nobody. So to blame it on Dwayne Haskins, I don't know if it's an attitude issue with Dwayne or Coach Rivera, if they got something between them. Yeah, if there's something going on between them off the football field, to put him behind Alex Smith, that is what surprised me. I just thought he was getting benched for Kyle Allen. I didn't find out until earlier today. I was reading about it, and he got moved to third string. So, yeah, not even suiting up for games. He's basically, yeah, that's that's incredible. That's crazy. Um, You would never think that would ever happen to anybody in that fashion, but – Ron Rivera obviously doesn't want him at quarterback. And I'm with Skyler. He's not going to be there after this year if Ron Rivera is there, which he probably will be. Um, this yeah, is the it's... worst mistake in Ron Rivera's career. The only way I will take those words back is if he is doing this to purposely tank, get a draft pick out of Dwayne Haskins, and get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or the North, the kid in North Dakota. If he's not getting one of those, <laughs> one of those three, and that's his plan to say, hey, I can survive and win games next season with one of these three quarterbacks with arguably the top three defensive lines in the NFL, plus mm-hmm. a decent young secondary and good linebackers with Reuben Foster coming back too. Yep. Okay. If that's the only reason I will take these words back mm-hmm. is if he goes yeah. and gets one of these quarterbacks and gets another pick for Haskins and gets a top pick with, with tanking. That's the only way I see this panning out, man. Absolutely. And I think that – with the way it stands already, I feel like Haskins uh, just being an average quarterback, like like you guys have said, just being average. I feel like the, not only will he get a good pick if he is traded, but he will get. A, I think he'll get another shot somewhere else. I mean, obviously, you know, obviously getting t- getting put to third string is rough. But I, I mentioned it last week, and I just I love the story. Steve Young, you want to talk about a guy that had went through some stuff during his career and then finally went on to win a Super Bowl with the 49ers, basically living in Joe Montana's shadow. We know the story, but you want to light a fire under a quarterback, this is how you do it. And I think that Dwayne Haskins moving forward, I think you're going to start to see a different look in this man's eye. I think you're going to start to see a guy that's going to start to not only try to prove it, but he is actually going to prove it. I think this man uh, – uh, I'll finish this and I'll let you kick you, guy. I think it's going to be something to watch. Um, it's one thing to you know get benched for a guy that uh, obviously you're struggling. A quarterback has experience. They're probably going to put him in just to see what he can do. It's another thing, uh, like we've said this entire time, to get benched for a guy that hasn't played in over a year. Like, that just shows it's a dirty move. Amputated um, leg was almost an option. Exactly. It's, it's literally what almost happened to Teddy Bridgewater. Literally what almost happened to Teddy Bridgewater. And it's the fact that um, he really didn't deserve it. Like, I really don't think this man deserved it, especially after a game like that. So, um, Skyler, what did you have to go on? One last thing I'm going to say. Kyle Allen... His last last season threw for 3,300 yards, 17 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions with five fumbles. Okay, that's tw- 21 turnovers, and he didn't even start the whole game because Cam Newton or the whole season because Cam Newton played the first three weeks, right? Yep. You have Christian McCaffrey, you have Curtis Samuel, you have DJ Moore, you had other be- you had better tight ends than you had, plus you had a better offensive line, and you produced like that, you lost. Mm-hmm. On Rivera, you messed up. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, like you said, and that, that's the thing is, um, I also feel like a lot of Vikings fans and everybody's really saying that just by tanking and trying to get, you know, uh, tanking for Trey Lance or tanking for uh, any of these other great quarterbacks or these these up-and-coming quarterbacks, 
I mean, I just don't think that it's good. You, any of these kids could be busts. We have no idea. Trevor Lawrence, I, as much as I hate to say it, he could be a bust. We don't know. I, I'm going to bring up a familiar name. I believe it was uh, Ryan Leaf. Yeah, does anybody remember that guy? Yeah, he was uh, literally one of the most touted quarterbacks in college football history. Tim Tebow, I could continue to go on, even though I'm going to give a brother some respect here. I love Tim Tebow. I don't think he was Not a out. He should have been yeah, the backup I love Peyton Manning, and he'd still be our quarterback. Amen. I, I absolutely love Tim Tebow. I will I will go to war for that man any day. But um, I, that's just all these guys that are hyped up, and we don't know how they're going to pan out. Uh, by the way, I've read T- Tim Tebow's book three times, the only book I've ever like truly read and loved. So, listen, I think that doing a, a guy like this, um, not even halfway through the season, four games into the season, um, it's it's a disrespectful message. What does it show? To, uh, like, and this is a whole other aspect of it. Um, uh, Tristan, and then we'll go to Skyler. Can you kind of just tell me, what do you think this does for a locker room perspective? I mean, it's one thing to have a starting quarterback uh, and then have to see him, like your teammate get done like that. Like, what do, you, what do you take out of that? Unless there's a lot of distrust towards Dwayne Haskins in the locker room, which I haven't seen any of. I haven't heard any complaints of him. <clears throat> Unless that's the case, then I think there's going to be a lot of distrust towards Coach Rivera from the players. Mm-hmm. I think if – if there's nothing going on with Dwayne Haskins off the field and he does that, that's that's got to rub off bad on the players to see him do Haskins like that and to put him third string. Um, I don't know. That's, that's bad for Coach Rivera. I'm not sure what's going on off the field. I feel like there has to be something between him and the locker room or just, <clears throat> just between him and Coach Rivera for him to be done like that. Um, that's It's got to be – they're probably going to lose a lot of trust in Rivera, I think. Mm-hmm. Skyler, what about you? You were obviously a quarterback in college. I mean, well, how do you think this situation will hit the team? Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I don't think it's going to sit well with the players. Um, uh, they say football is 80%, 80% mental. Um, that goes from learning the plays, understanding your assignment, speed of the game, your vision. But it also goes with, like, confidence. And I think if you have someone like that who – was a respected leader on the team from what I would I mean, the dude lost 20 some pounds in the off season and worked out with his receivers all the time, even through COVID. And to have something like that, it's going to have other players wondering who's next, who's on eggshells. And when you feel like that, because I've been coached personally like that. And I, and I, and I know somebody else on this show has been coached like that. You don't have the full confidence you can have um, because you don't know who's next, who's going to get, who, if you make a simple mistake, Who's next in the job? Because you know there's certain other people on the team where if they make the same mistake, nothing's being said. So I feel like the whole entire team is going to be like whose job is safe now and they're going to play on pins and needles and walk on eggshells and it's not going to be good for them. Ron Ron Rivera, like us, and I'm going to put this, if he doesn't get one of the good quarterbacks and they don't pan out, like you said, and they don't build the team within, I'm going to say if he doesn't win more than two games next year, he will be fired next season. You know, and it's crazy because me and Tristan. And nothing personally against him. He has he has the cancer. I pray for him. I hope everything is good. It's just a football decision. Absolutely, yeah. Nothing with this is absolutely personal because, I mean, it does, the, the, there's just no room for that. I, I honestly wish him nothing right. but the best. I've said prayers for the man uh, in his in his journey, uh, in his recovery. So um, it's absolutely the fact that um, we were just talking about it, Trish. We, we talked about it, I believe, about a year ago when the Panthers said goodbye to Ron Rivera. Um, we were saying, I was saying personally that he was going to make the Panthers pay uh, because of the kind of coach he is, the, the respect he carries around the league. Did he and hold Cam Newton back? We'll that's, see. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Is Plus, 
Um, I did a little bit of research about this, and now we can kind of jump into this thing. It was kind of a, an asterisk that I put in next to this was, you know, me and uh, Skyler talked about it, um, the possibility of the Patriots getting Julio Jones. Now, again, there, there's been rumors, uh, but uh, nothing is set in stone yet, there, but there's been, multi, there's been reports of uh, it's very likely, and then there's been reports of it's totally not true. I don't care what anybody says. Cam Newton with Julio Jones, I I'm, I honestly just started to salivate a little Bill bit. Bill Belichick said all offseason he has no interest in Cam Newton. It's all Jared Stidham. It's all Jared Stidham. I called BS from the beginning. Jared Stidham didn't even start last week. It was Hoyer. He had no faith in him. He knew Cam Newton was going to be his quarterback the whole entire time. Hey, are you looking to trade for uh, Julio Jones? No, I'm not. Hey, I remember this. Hey, do you th- are, would you consider trading or signing Randy Moss? No, I don't think that would. I don't think that would fit our scheme very well. I don't think that would fit our scheme very well. Our words for is the word he used before acquiring Randy Moss. <laughs> Just saying, uh, he said Cam Newton. He said Cam Newton was not in their plans, and he said that all offseason was not in their plans. And he knew the whole entire time he was sitting up in that little cabin he has that has the old laminate still that with the old trailer uh, wallpaper and stuff in it. He still has that, and he was sitting up in there drawing power, QB power plays the day Cam Newton was cut. Exactly. Here's the thing, though. Can you imagine, can you fathom what it would be like to see Julio Jones on a winning football team, a winning football team, not one not that, that's going to blow a 28-3 Super Bowl lead. Can you imagine what Julio Jones will do, will do with a quarterback like Cam Newton? I and, honestly think that. Also add three years to Wes Welker's career because he's not going to be having to spy over the top and so on the middle because now you're going to have to have someone over the top and the inside of Julio Jones. Exactly. Can you think, and, and plus he's got Julian Edelman. Uh, James White is severely underrated. I don't care what anybody says. Severely underrated. Julian Edelman, yes, my bad. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, Julian Edelman is great, but – James White is. I think it's criminal how man how much this man is underrated because not only did he score the game winning touchdown run uh, in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but he's just a, such a reliable target. He makes people miss, and he's just such tremendous value for that uh, for that Patriots organization. He just does not get the respect he deserves. Um, what about you, Tristan? I mean, obviously, fantasy football owners. We if Cam Newton is able to get a guy like Julio Jones, oh buddy, it's over. Like I'm telling you, like this is that could just be it could be really great or it could be really bad. Tristan, what's your take on it? I don't see it being really great. Um, obviously, he'd be a great addition to the team, but it's just about how players fit in certain schemes. And obviously, they've said that he doesn't fit there. Um, I don't know. I think Matt Ryan, in the system he's in right now, it's good for him because Matt Ryan's got a better arm, in my opinion, than Cam Newton's ever had. Um, I mean, not right now. He's not playing like he was before. But I do think Matt Ryan... Is a better passer of the football. I do think Matt Ryan's a better thrower of the football than Cam Newton is. Um, Now, with that being said, if he goes to, if he were to go to New England, I don't know. I could either see it going one of two ways, really good or really bad. Um, I was really intrigued when the Patriots got Sanu the other year um, because I thought he was going to be great there, but he was ended up being nothing. Obviously, he's nothing compared to Julio Jones, but it's. I don't know. It'd either be really great or it wouldn't work out at all. I see it going in the direction of it not working that well. He'd still be – I feel like his numbers would be about the same as if he was in Atlanta, maybe a little bit better, but I don't think it would be a huge step up for him or the Patriots. I could see it going I – could, I could see an argument from both sides for sure, 100%. I want to say one thing about Cam Newton. 
some of the most God-given arm talent the league has seen, Patrick Mahomes-type arm talent, terrible front shoulder, rubber band mechanics, raising on throws, overthrows, high every time, terrible footwork. If Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels can clean it up like he already has because he's lighting, he's lighting it up, I'm telling you, that arm talent goes with someone like Andy Reid coached Mahomes who had terrible footwork, terrible mechanics, but the best arm talent the world's ever seen. We'll see. Honestly, I agree with that. Like, obviously, in terms of mechanics, there has been stuff. I want you guys, when you watch, when you watch Cam Newton throw, you'll always see this shoulder up like this when he goes to throw like this, and it brings this one up always like this, and it's always – and what that does is his balls always sail high. And if he can fix that, it's oh. But well, then I think it, that's that's interesting because when you think about it, I personally, you see guys that the quarterbacks that when you see a guy that can just hawk the football, some most of the time these quarterbacks are not real big. Like you, you look at guys, you know, like Kirk Cousins, uh, who throws a good deep ball. He throws a good deep ball. That's the only thing he's got going for him. The clutch factor is not there. We know that. Uh, but guys like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I can keep going on about all these quarterbacks that just they don't look like they can huck it, but in terms of accuracy mechanics, they actually do have. Like it's so interesting to see to see how literally a hip joint or a, like a, a little hip twist or literally how much an elbow can affect a throw. Like you never think about something like that. You just think, okay, it's more of a touch thing. It's maybe more of a he just doesn't have the arm talent or the arm strength. But no, that's literally what it, like that's so cool to think about the footwork that has to go into it, the amount of uh, power that can be summoned up through the rest of the body rather than just straight through the arm. That's absolutely incredible to me. I, I, I think I got, we got a quarterback on this show that played in college because, honestly, uh, it's it's been something I've wanted to talk about for a long time that uh, even some of the most under and overrated quarterbacks, if they can just figure that out, just the mechanics portion of it out, they just they see their careers just take off. And I think it's the coolest thing ever. Um, but I, I, have to, I have to kind of uh, – I don't think Matt Ryan is a better thrower than football. I think that in terms of all-around throwing capability, Cam Newton has Matt Ryan. But Matt Ryan, I will say this, uh, I think it's clear, he clearly has better mechanics. I think that's, Matt Ryan had a Hall of Fame tight end with Julio Jones and a great running a, a Pro Bowl running back his uh, MVP season as well, and that's the only season he's done anything. Exactly. And I think uh, back when Cam Newton won MVP, now don't get me wrong, he had some respectable receivers, but he didn't have no Pro Bowl tight end. Like, um, excuse me, he didn't have a Hall of Fame tight end. Greg Olson, Hall of Fame. Excuse me, he had a Pro Bowl tight end, Greg Olson, but he didn't have a Hall of Fame tight end. I don't think Greg Olson makes the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. Uh, Tony Gonzalez is very clearly. Uh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. I, he's my number one. He's actually my number one tight end of all time. Over Shannon Sharp, I'll have this debate any day and over anybody. It doesn't matter. Um, Shannon's not in my top five. Chance on your top five. Okay, this is going to get interesting. Um, I still think, though, that it has to be said of just adding that kind of a, a deep threat. Can we at least acknowledge the fact that the Patriots, I don't, I feel like the Patriots don't have a legitimate, I don't care what you care, say about Nikhil Harry, I don't care what you say about Julian Edelman, I don't think the Patriots have a top deep threat right now. What do you guys think? They have no. zero, nothing. Okay. Yeah, zero. So I think if just by adding that, aspect to that offense now if obviously if cam newton can get the, the mechanics and the accuracy figured out i mean this could be no i'm not when i say this i gotta preface this because i know vikings fans will come at me from all angles i'm not saying julio jones is anything like randy moss but i will say he's gonna be close if they can get on the same page because he's got the speed he's got the size uh and again randy moss was like a four two four flat speed i get that once in a generation speed yeah. Julio Jones has never had a quarterback like Dante Culpepper who can throw the ball 70 yards either. Exactly. That's my point. So 
with that, he's never had a quarterback. If you can, uh, just the, the 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 literally the thought of these guys getting on the same page uh, and being able to throw bombs like that all day. I just and the fact that Cam Newton can tuck and run. Uh, the, the defense on the the Patriots is nothing to laugh about. I mean, honestly, this this could be scary if Bill Belichick does in fact pull the trigger. I just wanted to kind of put a, bring that up because I thought it was interesting. Um, next thing we're going to cover here is now are the Seahawks a legitimate Super Bowl contenders? Now, I I feel like I just kind of hit on this a little bit earlier about the fact that if they don't if, if mentally improve in terms of the their defense, like their pass defense is last in the NFL right now. They've, they've allowed uh, to way too many passing yards. Now, I get some of that is uh, what would people would consider game tempo because they have to – a lot of teams have to catch up because Russell Wilson is putting up points. But I just don't know. I think their defense holds them back a little bit. I just They, they obviously don't have the Legion of Doom. They don't have Richard Sherman or anybody. Like, it's gone. Like, they, they have got to basically build this thing from scratch. I think it's just a rough thing to kind of watch. Um Tristan, as a fan of truly the the biggest in the NFC, the, the Packers, um, do you see that the Seahawks as a true threat or the biggest threat in the NFC to you guys? Uh, they're not the biggest threat in the NFC. Green Bay is the biggest threat in the NFC right now. Cool. Cool. Um, but Green Bay and Seattle, I think, are the two my two favorites in the NFC right now. Um, their defense is certainly going to be their kryptonite. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I have them at number three. Their defense looks better and better every week. Um, they're extremely aggressive. Yeah, their their defense is good, and that it's, that's what it's going to come down to. Green Bay, or somebody's going to play Seattle in the playoffs. They're not going to be able to put up thirty points, and they're going to lose. Um, that's the way I see it going for Seattle. If they have to play Green Bay in the playoffs, they're screwed. If they have to play Tampa Bay in the playoffs, they're probably screwed because both of these team these teams can put an immense amount of pressure on the quarterback. And we've seen multiple times in the last couple of years when Russell Wilson has been having out. If Green Bay, like in the playoffs this last year, if Green Bay can put an adequate amount of pressure on Russell Wilson, and then he'll make mistakes, he'll throw interceptions, they won't win the game. Um, I'm not. It's not a knock. It's not a knock on Russell Wilson. Their defense needs to get better if they want a legitimate chance at winning the Super Bowl. We're gonna find out here next week when Green Bay plays Tampa Bay out of the bye week which one of those two is the, the scariest team. And I think Green Bay is going to win that game um, somehow. I think it's going to be a close game. I did not think Tampa Bay was going to be able to come back this last week. I doubted the old man, as I've been doing forever. He's getting, um, he's getting comfortable. He's just sitting down. It's going to be a good one. But he's I think Green walked, Bay, Right now, he's already left the terminal at the airport, and he's walked through the tunnel. Now he is walking, like, when you walk into the airplane, he's getting ready to enter the airplane to sit down in his first-class seat in the offense. That's where Tom Brady's at in the process. <laughs> There's that line. There's that line. Okay, but, but let, let's think about this, though. Uh, I, you know, Skyler, I can see you're literally licking your chops because I know this is going to be an interesting for you thing to say here. What about uh, the Seahawks? Do you consider them an actual threat in the NFC? I consider – I mean, Russell Wilson's got a ring. Mm-hmm. Been to Super Bowls. They're, they're a threat. As long as, as long as Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are with the Seattle Seahawks, and I'm going to say Bobby Wagner, as long as they are all three together, they're going to be contending. Um, they got Metcalf, they got Lockett, they got three or four running backs. They have Holson now, who's slowly getting comfortable. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. I have in Tampa Cup, one of those two coming out. Um, but I think they are a threat. 
here's the reason. Here, here's another thing. They're playing without the best defensive back in the NFL. The best safety the NFL has seen since Sean Taylor, rest in peace, and Jamal Adams. They gave up a lot for him. 100% worth it. Now, here's the thing. They're playing without him, but um, uh, the guy, Ryan Neal, who's playing for him, has two interceptions and nine tackles through the two games he's played. So they haven't had to take a step down. I think the reason why they're loading up a lot of passing yards, Russell Wilson, through this part of his career, is leading in touchdown passes, completions, attempts, yards, and every passing category through four games. This is a career season for Russell Wilson. So, of course, they're going to be a contender. But like he said, they're going to throw picks and he's going to throw them. Rodgers, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's going to be the difference. If Brady does not if, – if Brady stops throwing picks and can play very good football at the second half and in the playoffs, it's going to come down to Green Bay and Tampa. But if Brady can't figure out, especially the pick sixes, it's going to come down to – to who, who's going to win it, and I think it's going to be in Lambeau Field with the, with, with the home field advantage. I know there's not going to be fans for the, for the year in Lambeau, but I don't care what you're saying, especially playing in late now, late, late year in the middle of the winter. Good luck trying to play in there. Uh, personally, I, I obviously they're, they're a threat, uh, but I don't know if they're actually legitimate. When I think of a Super Bowl contender, you look at their entire roster and you think, okay, at each position they've got literally one or two players that could be your no, a number one or number two on another team. Uh, at least two, uh, sometimes even three. Uh, at every position, I don't care if it's offensive tackle, I don't care if it's a punter, it doesn't matter. To me, they have at least one guy. Okay, obviously you're not going to have two punters, but you guys get my point. The point is, when I think of a depth. Super Bowl contending team, what's that? Depth. Yeah, they've got the depth. And I just don't think the Seahawks have the depth that the Packers do. Um, now, the Packers have some questionable depths in some positions, but what team doesn't? Now, there's, when I say a Super Bowl contending team, for the most part, what I mean is they have depth, and that's exactly what the Packers have. The Seahawks, they've got – they the, the Packers need to let Josh, Josh Jackson develop. Absolutely. They, need to, they oh, yeah. need to stop holding the man back, and that will fill their need on defense because their run, their run their, the, the middle of their defense is already solved. I don't care what anybody says. It's already solved. We'll yeah. see when they play Minnesota and they play one of the best, the best running backs in the league. We'll see. Oh, I mean, I would say without Christian McCaffrey right now, Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the league. Without Christian McCaffrey in the NFL right now because he's injured. But that's the only reason. Um, now, uh, this question, this next question, it comes as uh, Miami is um, – they're Miami. <laughs> let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. The Miami are uh, what, what we thought they were. We're bringing back an old Dennis Green RAP uh, you know, quote there. I, I miss that, man. I love that, man. But um, the Miami Dolphins are a team that – um, watching them, they they, gave, they legitimately gave the Seahawks a run for their money, uh, 31-23. Um, obviously, with only one win on the season against the, the lowly Jaguars, um, they're not contenders. So that raises the question, if you're already 1-3, if you're already 1-3, where and when will we see Tua? <laughs> not this year. You don't think it's this year? No. I did think he's going to play this year. I don't see it happening anymore. With a guy with no preseason experience, their schedule, I mean, if there's a time to put Tua in, it's probably now. I wouldn't want to see him go in at the end of the year because they, they play some tough defenses at the end of the year, and I don't want to see him get hit. I would like to see him take this whole year and watch and develop under Fitzmagic. Um, and 
play the preseason next year and start next year. Um, I don't think it's worth putting him in if you're already – I mean, you already know there's no shot at making the playoffs if you're the Miami Dolphins this year. I don't think it's worth playing him. Maybe you can play him for a half or something, but I don't think it's worth it, especially the schedule they got at the end of the year. Um, I wouldn't risk it. I, I think it's an interesting question. Skyler, what do you think? When is Miami's bye week? Uh, let's next, see. Not, next, not, this, not this coming season, uh, week, but the following week, right? Uh, let's see. The 28th. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like uh, maybe I'm reading this wrong. A week from this Sunday. week from this Sunday. Okay. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Start, you, you start him then. You start him then. I believe they play Buffalo back-to-back. I believe they play Buffalo, bye, and then Buffalo. Oh, you throw him in the fire. Jets, I think. Jets, bye, then Jets. I knew it was two back-to-back division teams. So they play Jets back to back. Throw him in the fire. Throw him in the fire. If you want him to Jets, learn, yes. it, but here's the thing: he's had no preseason, no NFL play. What are you going to do? Wait till next preseason to let him play? No, that's not what you do. What you do is you play him either this week or you start him versus the Jets. You let him develop. You let him learn against the shittiest team maybe we've seen since the 0 and 16 Lions. Mm-hmm. Um. You play him, dude. You have to let him develop because here's the thing. He has to get chemistry with the receivers he's got in Miami. They're not going to go out and sign any more targets. They might go get a different running back. They already traded for one. We'll see how it works. He's hurt. They're not going to go sign a receiver. They're not going to go sign a tight end. They they just drafted one from Penn State two years ago. They're going to go out and maybe get offense line and address defense because that's exactly what their head coach wants to do is build a defense. Yeah. So you need to you need to throw Tua in the fire in Miami, and you have to start him in back to back weeks with the Jets. You have to. That's the what other way is the perfect thing to say? Hey, let's not have you play a full preseason game, but let's have you play thirty in the regular season and back to back weeks. And between the weeks, you you have a bye week. You can go ahead and learn a lot from your first game. I think that's when you do it, and he's ready. It's Tua time in Miami. Wow. Personally, I think that uh, as far as to a time, I don't think it can, can come soon enough because I actually want to see how he plays in the NFL. Has Correct. so much. I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer. I wasn't sold on him, so I wasn't sold on Justin Herbert either, and he proved me wrong. So. Yeah, he's actually. Kind I of just want to see. I want to see to a play. That's all I want to do. I just want to see yeah. him play. Oh, me too. I want to see what the what the Dolphins got there. I think they do too. Um, they want to see, especially um, if he can come up with some of the magic that he had in Alabama. So I think it's going to be really interesting. You had anything else more that you wanted to add there, Tristan? No, I I still don't think if there's a time to play him, that's the time to play him. 100. percent Those those back to back weeks against the Jets, and if he plays well, leave him in and see what he does. But I just I don't know with his injury history, and he had an injury not too long ago. To put him in towards the end of the season there with some brutal opponents and good defenses, it's it's risky. But then again, it's the end of the season, and you're going to get the whole offseason anyways. If he does get hurt, I mean, I don't know. I want to see him play too, and I'm not really sold on him. I don't think he's going to be that good. But I want to see him play, and that'd be the, that'd be the couple weeks to do it because he could probably go light the Jets up. Yeah, well, I think no, – no offense, but I think just about anybody could go like the Jets up. Um, let, let's go into our, our final subject here, uh, and let's talk about the, this Browns team. Now, they lost their best running – I would venture to say he's their best player. Nick Chubb 
is the Browns' best player. No. Oh, I would say over Odell, I would say so. Over Miles Garrett? Over Miles. Okay, I didn't. I totally spaced Miles Garrett. I, I would say. Here's my thing, though. The best ability in football is availability. Now, with Miles Garrett, my only thing is him getting suspended last year, the way that it went down. I'm not saying and he's he's clearly he's clearly one of the most talented prospects we have ever seen. If we're talking about talent, it's Miles Miles Garrett miles away down the road. But what I'm talking about is in terms of uh, how his team perceives him. How uh, honestly, I don't think it, it hurt him. Uh, I don't think his team obviously doesn't think of anything. He was voted the captain. He's voting a captain, yes. But I'm also what I'm saying is you also have to think, okay, if he's willing to do that against uh, the Steelers, which is inexcusable, I don't care what anybody says, the way he reacted was inexcusable. inexcusable. If he's willing to do that, yeah, if he's willing to do that in a game like there, what uh, we've, we've never questioned Nick Chubb like that. We've never questioned Nick Chubb. And I don't care what people say, Nick Chubb I don't, might not be better than Odell Beckham. I'm taking him over to Odell Beckham uh, every single time. And twice on Sundays, Miles Garrett, yeah, I, I would too. I would take Nick Chubb over Odell Beckham. You're gonna win. You win. You run the ball and you play defense. You win games in the NFL. Kyle, Kyle was it Kyle Orton that went that took Chicago to the Super Bowl with Brian Urlacher? Well, Brian did Brian Urlacher take Kyle Orton or was, was it Rex Gross- Grossman? Rex Grossman. It was Rex Grossman. Okay. My point. Yeah. They had a great running back. You can run the ball and have a phenomenal defense and win, and win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I think that honestly, now I know people are going to hate me for that Miles Garrett take, but here's the thing: I, I think that uh, when you have a guy like that, that people don't know what they're truly getting. You can say he's learned from this all he wants, but the proof's in the pudding. So uh, I think I, the coaches signing him to that big extension this off season sured up that they any question marks they have on Miles Garrett's character, they wouldn't have signed him to that big of a deal this off season if they weren't comfortable with him. True. That's, that's that what actually, made me. That's what made me feel better because I was on your stance with it, the exact same stance. And when I said they're going to drop $100 million on someone who just hit a quarterback over the head with a helmet with no other helmet on his head, okay. Yeah. And I think, again, I've got to, I'm not saying that – I want to reiterate this because I, I, I know Miles Garrett is so supremely t- – it's so – the guy is literally dripping with athleticism. That's how good this guy is. I understand that. What I'm saying in terms of a leader, like an actual leader that I want, I, I still pick Nick Chubb in leadership over Miles Garrett because of what he has shown me. His consistency, the way he runs the football, the way he conducts himself. I take Nick Chubb every single time. Right now. Right now. Not in the – if Miles Garrett can come back from this, I can't argue that. I can't no. argue that. So right now I would take Nick Chubb uh, as, as say the best player, um, uh, just because I mean the man is the dude. So the question is that all this this uh, this back and forth is: Are the Browns going to be okay without one of their best players in Nick Chubb? Now, obviously the Browns are doing a tremendous job uh, with play action. We knew they would do that with Kevin Stefanski. I knew that as a Vikings fan, I knew it would really. I thought it would really help out uh, Baker Mayfield, and it seems to uh, really have uh, helped in his development. Now the question though is: Will the Browns be okay? without Nick Chubb. What do you think, Skyler? Uh, this is my second favorite team, as all my family's from Ohio, the Akron okay. and uh, Canton area. But uh, they're not in trouble. Not even close. You got Kareem Hunt, who, mm-hmm. who is a third down back. He's better than 90% of the NFL backs catching the football and blocking. They had him playing True. fullback last year. Okay, mm-hmm. They also had him playing slot receiver this offseason. He can catch the football. They have him. Then you have, coming out of nowhere, Dearness Johnson with 13 was... carries, 95 yards, okay? Good, you throw man. that in with Nick Chubb, or uh, excuse me, 
uh, Kareem Hunt's two touchdowns, and you're and you're playing play action. Here's the thing: I think the Browns can win the next couple games. Get confidence under Baker, like you said, play action. Get Odell the ball in as many situations as you can. I'm not saying don't force it passing. Get him the ball as much as you can on the runs. Short intermediate game. It doesn't need to be home runs. Let him make a play. I think I think they're going to be just fine, man. I don't see a problem with the Browns. I think they're going to be just fine. But, I mean, there's kind of a – can we at least admit, though? And, Tristan, maybe you can agree with this, too. I think there's a drop-off from Nick Chubb to Kareem Hunt in terms of running the football because Kareem Hunt, I know he's had a 1,000-yard season. I know he showed a lot of promise in Kansas City. I know he's a better – he is a better receiving back than, uh, than Nick Chubb. I don't think anybody can debate that. But – I, that is still a step down from going from going to Nick Chubb to De Ernest Johnson, who again I know he had. A, oh, not, yes, there's uh, no, com, no no comparison. But yes. I think if he's going to produce where he can, at least half of that, where he can have six to ten carries, De Ernest Johnson can have six to ten carries, maybe 30, 40 yards, a couple catches, maybe a touchdown. They're going to be just fine, as long mm-hmm. as Baker plays okay. Tristan, what are your thoughts? I'm right there with him. I think they're just fine. Uh, it definitely hurts a little bit to lose a guy like that, but I think this is almost going to be, I wouldn't say a blessing because you don't want anybody to get hurt, but a blessing in disguise for the Browns offense. In a way, it's going to make them throw the ball more. It's going to create more opportunities for Baker to make big plays with Beckham and Landry and their tight ends. And the more he can get comfortable with those guys and then to get Nick Chubb back, if Baker can play well without Nick Chubb like he did against Dallas, um, I didn't watch the whole game, but I saw enough to know that he played pretty well. I don't think he threw any interceptions. Nope. I could be wrong. Nope. But, and then when I have watched him play, he's looked pretty sharp. So if they can continue just to improve on the passing game and really emphasize on the passing game now that he's gone. I mean, this Johnson guy, I've never heard of him until you brought him up because I didn't watch much of the game. Um, but if they have a competent backup there with Kareem Hunt, I think they're fine. I don't think their their rushing production's probably going to go anywhere. Um, but they're going to throw the ball a lot more, uh-huh. and that's that's ultimately going to be great for the Browns, great for Stefanski, and great for Baker, great for Beckham. He's going to get the ball more, and great for his fantasy owners. Um, I I don't. I mean, I would say I don't. Yeah, I don't like that Chubb is hurt. But if I'm the Browns, I like the opportunity it's presenting for your football team. One dude, you are perfect. <laughs> I I feel like honestly though, if we look at it though from a uh, an objective, like if we look at it from a whole team perspective though, the, not just the running backs, uh, the, the way that these these uh, the, the tight ends they have, the the wide receivers they have, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, clearly those two are. Uh, amazing they're on right the, the the one touchdown run that Odell had was amazing like I I thought okay this guy's gonna lose eight yards maybe he'll get a handful but then I mean that just one cutback where he hit it I'm like my lord help everybody if 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 this is the type of Browns offense that's going to be surrounding the NFL that's going to be coming for the rest of the NFL I'm I'm legitimately scared for the rest of the NFL now the Chiefs I think could find a way to kind of um, put a damper on that uh, as well as the Ravens but this is still a scary, a relatively scary Cleveland Browns team. I don't think we can debate that. What about this rookie tight end now, Harrison Bryant? I this was a guy that I, uh, you know, I, coming out, I was like, meh. I mean, the Vikings don't really need tight end, but if they did, uh, this would be a guy that I would look at because I mean, this guy, you know, he only has seven catches for fifty nine yards. But if you have a guy that's um, that on not on not only can catch the football but a run block as well, I mean, just it really speaks to all of their weapons, top to bottom, uh, running back. Playing over Joku, who was a first round pick. 
Exactly. That's my... running, Cleveland is running a two tight end set with with Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham because they can't trust trust Peoples Jones and they can't trust Rashad Higgins from Colorado State. They can't trust them. So they're running two tight end sets, sometimes even three. And you've been seeing Bryant in more than Njoku because it is on play action situations because mm-hmm. Njoku is more of a receiving pass threat. But... Yeah. yeah, he's more of a pass catching tight end. And Harrison oh, Bryant, Bryant is killing it. Yeah. I've been really excited to see him now. I my tight end is Darren Waller on fantasy, so I don't think I'm going to pick up Bryant. I don't know. I'll no, think about no. it. But um, I, I think that Austin Hooper now. I what about his impact this year? Now he only has 12 catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. But I think that when when old when uh, Baker Mayfield saw that he was getting Hooper, who had a standout year for the uh, for the uh, Atlanta Falcons, excuse me. I, I think that um, I think most of us were expecting maybe a little bit more uh, in terms of production, but. He's been solid. What do you guys think about that? I think he's overrated. Really? Overrated? Okay. Well, you got you. Can, I can't just leave you at that, my man. You got to give me this. You got to get. You can't just leave it at that. Go ahead. Okay. You play. You have a. Uh, you have Devonte Freeman. You have Julio Jones, and you have Calvin Ridley, and you mm-hmm. have a mediocre season and a Pro Bowl season on your resume. Let's see what he I'm, does. He's number uh, one. Let's see what he does. Okay, that's true. Now I am looking at this 2019 year uh, when the Falcons. One, if you're one on one with a linebacker, I'm taking anybody's tight end unless it's a a, a, a top tier linebacker. But mm-hmm. when you have a tight end that you can't shadow with a safety over the top because he's already shadowing Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley on the other side. That's true. That's true. Opens you up wide open. Yeah, I got that. I think, that, Austin, that. I think he's a phenomenal tight end. Don't get me wrong; he's the better out of the three overall. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's worth the money that he that he that he had that he signed for. Mm-hmm. Now uh, this last year, yeah, yeah. For now, kind of going back to that a little bit, he's caught seventy five passes for almost eight hundred yards last year and six touchdowns. Now, when I think of a, a tight end that the Browns are going to sign, I was thinking more uh, a guy that you almost for the money he got, you're thinking of almost an Antonio Gonzalez, like literally right. that that's what you're getting. A guy that can catch seventy passes, go a thousand yards, and catch ten touchdowns. Now he's his best season, obviously, clearly was last year, but um, and the year before that, he had another 70-catch season, but he averaged nine yards a catch. As a tight end, that's kind of – it's it's almost snoozeworthy, almost. But he had also had four touchdowns. Um, I, you're right. We'll have to see what happens. But I'm I, in terms of what this uh, this, uh, this this team uh, brings, I am excited to see what it brings for the rest of the year uh, because it is, it is exciting. I don't think we yeah. can anticipate that. Uh, it has been really exciting thus far. So um, let's go into the Week 5 NFL picks. I'm going to pull up the schedule here, and we're going to run through this, and then we will get out of here and let you spend some time with your son. Um, let's see here. Uh, so tonight's game uh, is the Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears. Um, now, <laughs> I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. The the Bucks have a 10-point lead uh, in the end of the fourth quarter, almost start of the second. Now, we'll, we'll go with, with Tristan because uh, he's been patient tonight uh, because we've got a couple of buddies going on. So we'll, we'll go with Tristan tonight. Um, between the Bucks and the Chicago Bears, who do you think's got this one? I think the Buccaneers. I saw a stat earlier that would say, it said something about Tom Brady has been better against the Bears than almost any other quarterback has ever been against one particular team. One of those <laughs> random-ass NFL stats that nobody cares about. But yeah. it's success against the Bears. I mean, 30 of 10, I have to pick them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think the Buccaneers. Okay, uh, and uh, Skyler, who do you got? Uh, yeah, the goat's already in the pasture eating grass. Okay. 
<laughs> I thought you said he's already in the pasture. Congrats. I'm like, what? Oh, no, he's eating. the goat. Gotcha. The goat is already in the pasture eating grass. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I, I got it the first time. I was like, you, you, yeah, we got it now. Um, okay. Sunday night. Um, uh, looks like a noon game. Uh, Texans and the Jaguars. Uh, who do you got, Tristan? Jaguars. Jaguars over the Texans? Yep. yep. I, they've just fired Bill O'Brien. I honestly don't know because the man, he, they're kind of a mess right now. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like deny that, but also at the same time, maybe the coaching changing GM changes what they need. I don't know. We'll have to see. Skyler, who do you got? I'm going with the stash. It's magic, baby. It's magic. Okay. Well, uh, or, uh, Minshew, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Yeah, Minshew, I think. Stash. Yeah, and honestly, I, I, I'm only jealous because I can't grow in myself. I've tried, I've tried everything from Miracle Grow to just everything. Like this doesn't, nothing works. So, uh, yeah, I honestly think uh, maybe, yeah, maybe you could bring out the win there. But as far I as the Bucs, te- Texans aren't going to win their first game with an interim head coach. I don't see it. Um, as far I forgot to give my pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the uh, and the and the Bears. I'm going to go obviously the Bucks here, the Tampa Tampa Bay here. I, I, not just because they have a ten point lead, but because Nick Foles. I don't know what the, the Bears got in him right now. Obviously, they had an amazing comeback win against the Falcons, who had that done to them quite a bit. They, they, maybe they have a history with it. I don't know. But uh, I'm definitely going to pick the Bucks over here because, I mean, come on, Tom Brady's playing at a, at a really well, uh, really good level right now. Jaguars and Texans. Um, actually, I'll do this one, and I'll let you guys take the rest of them, and then I'll go through it real quick. So Jaguars, Texans. Ooh, I think uh, – uh, okay, this one's hard. hard. My, my brain is scratching because I feel like – okay. I'm going to go against the grain here. I'm going to say that the Texans are going to take care of business against the Jaguars because Deshaun Watson is owed a win here. Deshaun, it's about time someone respects this man for how amazing he is. I think that uh, in a draft class with Patrick Mahomes, in a draft class with Lamar Jackson, he's severely – I think it was Lamar Jackson. No. Uh, and what, Lamar Jackson wasn't with him? Well, at least with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, no, it was Mr. Trubisky. Mr. Trubisky. Yeah. Yep. With a draft class with, with Mr. Trubisky, there we go. I think he just he's gonna get he's gonna go out and grab that respect. He's gonna grab it, he's gonna go get a win against the Jaguars. Book it in. Let's do it. Now I love Watson. I love him too. I, I think he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch, other than Russell Wilson. But okay, Skyler, Bengals and Ravens. If this is hard for you, I don't know. Who Bengals or Ravens? Who you got? Cincy. What's that? Cincy? Why over the Ravens? Well, Cincinnati over, over over the Ravens. Lamar Jackson hasn't practiced all week. With a knee injury. Okay, never mind. I wasn't. I guess I need to get my head. So the here's ball. the thing: if they don't, if they can't run the ball, if he can't use his legs, which it's probably the injury, they listed mm-hmm. it, and he's probably just chilling. Yeah. He's probably just fine. But I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. Don't Let be me... surprised if you don't see Cincinnati upset Baltimore, and that's who I'm picking this week, dude. Wow. Put just... some money on there. <laughs> Go bet. <laughs> Put it to bring it to the bank. Put it in there. Put a nice little envelope. Seal it up. Tristan Bengals Ravens. Who you got? Ravens. Even Ravens. with RG three, I think they beat the the Bengals. Uh, oh, I just Joe I love Joe Burrow. I think he's great, and I think he's going to be a great quarterback in the league. And he look he doesn't look like a rookie, but mm-hmm. I just I don't see him beating the Ravens. I don't see it. Okay, Tristan Panthers and Falcons. Panthers and Falcons. Uh, but the Falcons pick up a dub here. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, and uh, Skyler, who you got? I'm gonna go with Atlanta. Atlanta's gonna Atlanta. be Carolina without Kurt, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Chiefs, Raiders, Tristan. Um, is Las Vegas for the upset. I don't uh, care where it's at. I think it's a Raiders at Chiefs. Mm. I'm just making a little sure. No, that's all right. I got my pick. It's okay. Okay, who you got? Who you got? I got Las Vegas beating Kansas City. Hey. <laughs> Derek, Derek Carr is playing phenomenal football as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I, there's something to be said of that, though. And he deserves a lot more respect in terms of, especially for us, how much scrutiny that he's gotten, not only with their fan base, but around the NFL. Um, how much of that, though, is the emergence of my boy Darren Waller out there going getting 12 catches oh, against the Saints? A lot uh, of uh, Darren Waller's uh, half of his success. Uh, even though his biggest game that kind of put him in the, in the spotlight a little bit was the Vikings. It, uh, <laughs> he, he had 12 catches against the Vikings. It's, it was bittersweet, but I'm glad they did it because I was able to find a man that's going to be my tight end for at least the season, hopefully barring uh, you know, injuries. But anyway, um, let's see here. Week uh, for More week five game picks here. Uh, we just said Raiders Chiefs. Uh, and Tristan, did you say – did you make your pick? I'm sorry. Yeah, I picked the Raiders also. Raiders. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Tristan, Cardinals or Jets? Uh, Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, I have to. No, I'm not picking the Jets one game this year. Same. <laughs> Skyler? Same. Jets won't win a game. They won't win a game all season. No, I agree. I think it's, it's, it's honestly, the, the play, the 46-yard touchdown run that I saw by Sam Darnold last week was icy. I'm talking, like, this man obviously can throw the football a little bit, but I was that like. That wasn't a fake slide. He was about to fall. Yeah, he was. A, yeah, that was. It was kind of incredible. Like I don't care. Like it was unathletic, but it was also incredible. Like incredible. I never, I would, I never thought I would use those two words in the same sentence. But that's exactly what it was. Like you thought this, all oh, this man's gonna fall. No, he's going forty-six yards for the teddy. Like I was like, okay, wow, that's pretty incredible. Looked like um, Camden Thomas running on the defense. <laughs> oh, I miss Camden. Oh my God, I miss him. Uh, he just got married too, by the way. Congrats, congrats to Shout out. Congratulations on the family. Yeah. Yeah, shout out, man. Um, then uh, Tristan, Eagles and Steelers. Steelers. Steelers, okay. Yep. I'm trying to make some smart picks. I'm in a bit of a hole. I think I'm I'm trailing you and uh, Garrett a little bit. I think so. I, I took a dive last week. I've got a I just uh, I just got the second week that I got to go all through last week. It's been a mess, man. I gotta I gotta just commit to a day to it. I do. Um, That's all right. Uh, let's see here, and then. Uh, Skyler, Rams or the Washington football team? I almost said the Redskins, Man. not the Redskins. I'm sorry, Skyler. Who do you got between the Rams? Rams? Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't hear my bad. Okay, so he's got the Rams. Who do you got, Tristan? Uh, Rams, 100%. Rams, okay. Um, and then Tristan, Dolphins or 49ers? I'm going to ride the wave. I'm riding the wave, and uh, I'm going with Miami. Going with Miami again this week. Cool, oh, Miami, baby. Miami over the 49ers. My only thing is Nick Mullins is not as – like he's not as bad as people say he is, but he's at good. the same – he's good. He is good. Um, but he's just it's, – it's it's rough right now for the 49ers. It is. Um, and then, uh, Skyler, who do you got between those? Miami. Miami. You got Miami too? Oof. Man, people – I people like are... Fitzpatrick. I like him. You do? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Skyler, uh, Giants or Cowboys? Cowboys. Cowboys. Ooh. Uh, well, yeah, oh, yeah, of course, over Danny Dimes. Come on, that's it's been rough for the man. No Saquon, yeah, no, no Saquon. Um, uh, Tristan over uh, between Cowboys and the Giants, Cowboys, Cowboys, yeah, that a boy. Uh, and then Tristan once again, Colts and Browns, 
Colts and Browns? Browns by 20. <laughs> I don't know. The Colts have got, came out here and got a couple of impressive wins now. I mean, the, 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 the corpse of Xavier Rhodes is out there now. Like, I'm like, as a Vikings fan, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This, as a couple early as a couple weeks ago, this guy's the number one rated according uh, corner according to Poor Football Focus. That's only because he was playing the Jets. Let's set the record straight. Skyler, uh, who do you got between the Colts and the Browns? I will never pick Phillip Rivers to win a game. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people. I, like. I, I just I despise Philip Rivers. A lot of people do. Like I just needs, and it's not as a person; it's just as a quarterback. But <laughs> it's time he needs to go babysit fifteen children. <laughs> the, that's the only like that's the only thing you can say from that that will like honestly just it's just de- de- deflates the man because that's literally the only thing you can say about him that's just what true. Just sit down, buddy. Because he's like, a good person. Yeah, I hope he's a good person. Like I, I don't know. Understand him ever since he gave Jay Cutler the crying emoji from across the sideline as a Broncos. Yeah, I think honestly, and, and he's never won a Super Bowl either. So it's kind of like, eh, come on, buddy, you can't really make that. But anyway, uh, Tristan here, uh, Vikings and Seahawks. Seahawks lock. This is my lock for the week. Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> you do this every week. <laughs> Green Bay's not playing, so I, I can't pick them this week. Yeah, I know, I know. You, you, you slithered away from me this time. No, I'm kidding. Um, Skyler, uh, Vikings, Seahawks. Skull. Really? The Vikings, I will, I'll, I'll, hold on. I'll let Skull you. Vikings. I need to give you an insiders here. The Vikings are most likely going to be playing without Eric Kendricks. Fine. Fine? He's, <laughs> fine? What? That's what do you mean? I, I don't know, man. By the I, way, by the way, I think Eric Kendricks is a top, top, Top four middle linebacker in the NFL. Oh yeah, I, I've 100%. known this. I've known this for a couple of years. Coverage in terms of uh, the pressure. He's a five, He's a six foot, two hundred and thirty linebacker. He's so smart. He, he runs sideline from sideline. He's not a pass rusher. I'm sorry. He's just he has four career sacks in five years. Ability. He's there week yeah. in and week out. Exactly. I I just don't see the man. Uh, if he doesn't play this week, I just don't see my Vikings. I'm gonna do this a little early. My Vikings won't beat the Seahawks on Sunday Night Football in front of if. Uh, Justin Jefferson will have another okay game. I don't know if he'll have another 100-yard game, but he's had a couple of great games. Uh, I, I, mean, I should have gotten him on fantasy. Did you somebody... see what he said today? This is his preseason. This is – I like uh, – I, I like the the confidence, but it also – like I shudder just a little bit, like a little bit because – as a Vikings fan, you have a receiver that's a little bit too cocky. Like, I just don't know. I just, a, bit, a little, little, let's just wait a second, Justin. Let's just make sure you can play with the rest of the NFL before we go out making these outrageous statements. Like, what are you doing? Like, just uh, keep your mouth shut and play some football, please. Like, honestly, I, I know you had a couple of good weeks, but it was against secondaries that, eh, just, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm on there a little rant, but no, I didn't hear him say that. My day is like 10% ruined. Thanks, Skyler, for letting bring me back down to rea- reality. But um, my Seahawks won't win, the, or my, my Vikings won't win this game. I'm sorry. Um, and then the final game here between the Broncos and the Patriots. Who do you guys got? Patriots. <laughs> I, I, I had to ask. I had to ask. I'm sorry. It's been rough for Broncos fans, especially guys like Scott. I'm sorry, man, Skyler. It's been rough. Dude, it's bad. You got all pro Jarrell Casey out. You got all pro Von Miller out. You got our right tackle out. Thank God Philip Lindsay's back this week. Maybe Drew Locke. He will. Thank God he's back. Now that the game has moved, is moved back, they say Drew Locke could be a go. Really? Okay. 
Uh, now, if the if Drew Locke is back, I actually do think it could be somewhat of a game because Drew Locke is really If old. Drew Locke can come back 80% and be able to throw the ball, we have a chance to wild card spot. Without really? Von Miller. Oof. I, without, without Von Miller? Oh, yeah. Von, I, he's, he's kind of the heart and soul, man. He's, I know. He's I, know. I know. Okay. I All right. Know. Hey, here's the thing. We're producing sacks without two All-Pros already. That's that's true. That's the one thing I did have to say about the Broncos. I was like, how are they getting to the quarterback when they're losing when and they don't have to? I want this is, I have a challenge for you, Brosi. Okay. I want you to be able to pronounce our next standout corner from Iowa, number twenty three, his last name, his first and last name. I want you to be able to pronounce that for me because mm-hmm. he's playing phenomenal ball right now. Give me a sec here. Uh I I've been hit on the head a lot growing up, so I don't know that I don't I know can't that do it. And I and I hear it every Sunday pronounced. Twenty three. Let's see here. I'm I'm just scrolling down here. Give me a sec on the roster. Uh, hey, hey, Melvin Gordon, how's it going? Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, yibbidi, yibbidi, yibbidi. Can't find it. Okay, Michael. Oh my God, that's not his actual last name. Uh, yes. But I want to say Ahimudia. Very close. What is it? I can't even say it. <laughs> I. It's Michael O-J-E-M-U-D-I-A. O-J Modia. All I want to tell you guys is my last statement of the night. Watch out for him. Really? Okay. All right. Already getting respect here. Not even uh, getting uh, that that much experience. He's a rookie out of Iowa. So 6'1". He's got the size, 200 pounds, 23. Michael, uh, you heard it here. Michael Ahimudia. Hope I said that right. Two interceptions called back from penalties on other people from the defense that aren't pass interference. Roughing the passer and, I think, hands to the face. Okay. Uh, well, you got you heard it here first. This guy, Michael. I'm gonna Michael O. We're gonna go first grade on Michael this. O. The Michael big O. The big the O. Big o. That's where we're going here because I, I'm not gonna try to mess that up again. Six one, two hundred pound corner. We'll see how he does for the rest of the year. But um, man, we really gotta say one more time, congratulations and thanks to Skyler for joining us. It has been dude, every time you guys so much fun, man. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you two having me. Uh, anytime, bro. I'm here. Uh, you guys are awesome, and uh, your Vikings are gonna win. I got. I hope so. Uh, Tristan, <laughs> Tristan, I, I, he's the disgust. He's ready to throw up. Tristan, we know what it is. Uh, week in, week out, we get it done. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. I, I thank you, man, for coming on. Uh, and make sure – have a good weekend without the Packers playing. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm going to do. Watch the Broncos game on Monday. Yeah, and I'll watch some other games. 3 o'clock mountain time, 3 p.m. Yeah. on Monday. People can't even watch it. Ridiculous. It's a So – but thanks, Tristan. Um, we will uh, we'll get you guys. Uh, we'll get you on uh, once again pretty soon. There, Skyler, once again for joining us. Anything to add before we head out, Tristan? No, Seattle by thirty. <laughs> okay, I should I set myself up. All right, uh, from uh, all of us at the Sports Brief, Pod- Brief Podcast. Thanks for joining us one last time. We're out here and always from this channel. Peace out.